Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to the show. This is definitely a brighter podcast today. Uh, if my regular listeners noticed on the website that I uploaded a podcast on putting our dog down last week, don't listen to that unless you're in that situation. It is very emotional and long, <laughs> and I cry in it, so just FYI. Uh, however, if you or anyone in your life is going through that, then please do. I think, I hope anyways, perhaps something that I went through will help you. Because all we're in this world to do is learn lessons and to grow. That's it. And it was interesting. Why I decided to do a quick follow-up uh, podcast right after that one was to talk about ego because it was interesting some of the feedback I got. Now, I, I definitely received tons of support for friends and family, especially since when you have a dog for 15 years and she goes everywhere with you, she was a big dog, and nobody minds, that's usually because you have friends that are dog people and their dogs are everywhere and family, and that was the case. However, um, so these folks were very supportive, um, but also, you know, I've, I've got those people in my life. I invite them in. I encourage them to give me honest feedback. And a couple of my friends were like, Shelly, quit beating yourself up. And it was interesting because uh, after my coaching call today, it sort of got my head around my ego. And our egos are our worst enemy hiding in plain sight. And it's funny because for the most part, I think we all think of our the word ego like people that are egotistical. We're like, oh, that guy's got such an ego. You know, it's sort of a, a comment. And that's not really the case. We all have an ego. It's It's part of your psyche. It's part of who you are. And let me tell you, I've talked about this. I think I talk about this in the ebook about how I talk to my ego at night and tell it to go go to bed and go to sleep and quit nattering in my head because it's not getting attention right now. I literally talk to it like it's an entity. <laughs> it works for me. Don't know if it worked for you, but it works for me because I have a mind that never shuts up and it just and it's like, you know what? No. I sort of had to learn a little bit to separate myself or at least be aware of my ego's agenda, which is basically me 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 all the time front and center, la la la. Well, I'm definitely not that person outwardly all the time. I mean, that's why I podcast. This podcast helps me, but it's about other people. When I coach, I am the least important person in that conversation. When I'm speaking on stage, I am the least important person in the room. That is how I give back and how I help people around me and help the world at large. And I love that role. I do. I love it very much. But that doesn't mean I don't have an ego. I may be, you know, not a super selfish person, but we all have an ego. And it was, it was interesting to sort of now that the grief has, has passed so that I can at least carry on a sentence and mention my dog's Kaya's name without crying. Because let me tell you, today is the very first day that has happened in the last five days. Even yesterday, I cried myself to sleep and wasn't having a good day. And the day before that, when I did the podcast, if any of you listened to it, whoa, not even close. I know if I sit and talk about memories, that's not going to be a good thing. So we're not going to do that right now. This is about ego. This is about how we in our lives 
uh, address the fact that our ego wants to be front and center. And at times, like mine did with the situation, so just to quickly recap, we put our dog down. My husband wasn't quite ready. I was more than frustrated, more than finished watching her in pain. And we were, were supposed to do it three days after we did it anyways, but we really should have, could have maybe planned it two weeks later. My husband needed a little bit more time and I sort of railroaded him a little. No, a lot. I railroaded him. And then what happened afterwards, I regretted it the second she was gone, couldn't take it back. And I absorbed this massive amount of guilt and started to self-flagellate about my guilt about my husband. And all I was doing was punishing myself for a choice that uh, had to be made. She ha- my dog was 15 and a, f- and a full-size German, shoodle, German Shepherd Poodle Cross. So we kind of expected to lose her around 11 or 12. And at 13, we didn't think she was going to make it through the year. And we got two more years. But the last number of months have been really tough. And probably we waited too long. These are all things that your ego could allow you in any situation in your life. My lesson just happened to be come from putting a, a precious animal down that was my family. This lesson could come with work. It could come with how you're raising your children, how you're dealing with your parents, elderly or not. Just any situation, where is your ego stepping in and making itself known? And not only that, but is it looking for attention? Is it looking to punish you? Don't let it, okay? So one of the things I really have to work on in the next little bit is one, working through the grief. It's a process and and you need to trust that process. This is my first experience with real grief. I have never lost a parent or my grandparents were very sick for years before they passed away. I've never lost a spouse or a child. I am incredibly emotional when I watch this kind of stuff on TV. Um, I'm the queen of broken hearts. That I have experienced a good three, four times in my life, like just devastating broken hearts. Um, two men I thought I was going to marry type thing and, and was just crushed by that pain and rejection. But that person's still alive. <laughs> so although I can empathize with pain and I cry at movies and my husband's all like, you're so emotional. I have never truly experienced grief, not at that level. It was a bit devastating. So because I felt that I had made some mistakes, oh, there's lots of people that would say, no, I didn't. I made the right choice. It had to be done. The dog is no longer suffering. I am no longer frustrated. You know, it's amazing to get up every day and and not have to wash all the bedding and worry about her having accidents and watch her in pain. I actually did not realize how much that was affecting me subconsciously. In fact, I woke up the last two days without pain, especially in my feet. That is, has been plaguing me for months and months. Uh, If you're a newer listener, I have acute fibromyalgia and my feet tend to be a sort of a, uh, my legs are my kind of uh, gauge on how my health is going. If I'm going into flare, if I'm having nerve problems, that's where it shows up first. So the last six months I get out of bed, I hit the floor and I just cringe myself. The pain has been really bad. And then you kind of move on. It's like being sore and achy. You kind of get stretched out a little bit. You're still in pain, but you move through it and you you move on with your day. Not not much. I'm not a dog. I actually have to, you know, suck it up and deal with it. Where is our animals when they're coming to the end of their lives, we can help them and, and kind of end that for them, which was amazing, by the way. Uh, we should be so humane to our, to our elderly, but let's not get on that topic, but 
I have not had pain. Is it related? I, I'm really not sure. We do pick up a lot energetically, a lot of what's going on around us. Maybe I was picking up on Kaya's pain and our house was just full of pain. My husband lives in a lot of pain. He has uh, uh, fused discs in his back and a sciatic nerve and tindus. I always thought it was tinnitus, but tinnitus in his ears where it constantly rings. And he's got arthritis. I deal with these things the best I can with health and supplements. I'm a super geeky health freak. Hubby, not so much, but he is really making an effort this past year to to be that, to be more conscious of his health and and to let me, let me supplement him uh, to the best of my knowledge to help him. And he's, he's lost some weight. He's feeling a lot better. And, and that's a really good thing. But if our house was full of all these people in pain, you have to kind of ask yourself energetically, what was going on there? You know, and it's kind of interesting that now that things have settled down, that I'm in way better shape than I was a week ago. Just makes me go, hmm. So think about that in your life. Don't miss the signs. I was oblivious, I think, to the signs around me. And I definitely was, um, for whatever reason, I was ignoring perhaps how my dog was suffering. And the sad part is my dog didn't look 15. Matter of fact, we have to, my husband and I have to keep telling ourselves this in order to sort of cope that it was her time because she still looked eight. She was never got gray hair in her muzzle and her body, she wasn't overweight and didn't all start sagging. No, she was, even when they weighed her before they put her down, the vet goes, she is still 71 pounds. She has been 71 pounds for 13 years. Like it's, it's crazy. Uh, so that as well just visually made it very hard. But afterwards, yes, I can really look back on the last five days and see now how my ego was just wanting to to punish myself for the decisions. Did I make a mistake? There are some that believe that there are no mistakes. There's just lessons to be learned. So did I learn a lesson in all of this? Yes. I believe I could have communicated better with my husband. And that has been a very hard lesson to learn. But it's also a very joyous thing to know that going forward, I will be more careful about his feelings and his concerns and make more of an effort because I just can't think that I will forget this lesson anytime soon. That's sort of the the point of growing and becoming. We just keep adding to our knowledge and our way of being. Now, there's a saying that uh, my coach brought up this morning, which was interesting because I grew up with this saying. And this is why my parents and I have always had a really hard relationship ever since I became an adult. A leopard can never change its spots. Isn't that a terrible expression? And you're thinking, why? No, I want you to think about how terrible that expression is. We tell that to our children. It's a very common phrase, at least here in North America. So maybe for some of my international listeners, that may may not make sense, but it's a, a very common phrase growing up here. A leopard can never change his spots. That is a limiting belief of epic proportion. And I never want my granddaughter thinking that mistakes she makes or how she is can never change. Oh my goodness, I never want her limited by that. And of course, I was a person that right coming out of high school uh, went through a lot. I used to call them mistakes. I now call them learning experiences. I lived, I went out, I did lots of stuff and learned a lot of lessons. And my parents could never reconcile that. 
in their mind, I'm still my, to my father, I'm still that little loser that skipped out of school in grade 11. So in their minds, I'm the same person I was when I was 17 to say 21. Um, you know, the, you know, the not so great guys I brought home to date, the uh, marrying a divorced man, getting pregnant before I got married, uh, all of those things, I am still that mistaken loser in their minds. It doesn't matter that I have a wonderful marriage, that I have had three different companies, that I am successful. I built a home without a dime of their money. Although we, I was given help earlier in life, by the way, don't let me discount that. I, I have helped, had lots of financial help in my life. But when their rules and regulations just kept getting in the way of my freedom and I kept stepping away from their control, that meant stepping away from their health, from their help. My sister, like for instance, my sister has lived on my parents' 20 acres her entire life. She got married at 19, moved into a brand new mobile home they brought onto the property. She has never left there. And my parents' wealth has always supported her bubble that she lives in. She lives a subsidized life. She's clear on that. I'm not saying anything that nobody in our life does not know. Yes, my parents parents bought my help by my first townhouse. I was given a car for grad. I'm very upfront about those things, but I'm also the type of person that took those things and built on them. And that's why when I so the fact that I got a car didn't mean that I got to just do nothing with my life. I was like, "Whoo, there's an expense I don't have to save for." I went off and accomplished something else. I I took that focus what I needed money for and said, "Oh, well, I'll just go do this." So I've always been very entrepreneurial like my dad and I was so grateful. My car was a surprise. Of course, I've never in a million years actually still at 18 thought my parents really could afford that yet. I know that seems odd, but, and we're very open about money and I understand things, but I never thought they'd buy me a car. Uh, it was a little Honda Civic and it was the biggest thrill. It was just that, so surprised, like bows on top, out the back. I opened the key. I thought it was a new dirt bike, <laughs> which I thought was a bit odd considering I was 18 now and I really needed the dirt bike four years earlier when my other one died, but whatever. I just saw Honda, thought dirt bike, walked out the back and there's a little four-door blue Honda Civic. <laughs> I think I jumped 10 feet off the ground. It was hilarious. And, I, and I'll always have that memory where my sister's four years younger. She knew she was getting a car. In fact, by then she put a little bit of money aside and saved up and they bought her a better one. Uh, so she upgraded. So I really wish she could have had that surprise. It's a huge memory for me. But it also was like another stepping stone. It's like, oh, this is another thing I don't have to worry about. Well, I'll go and accomplish something else. I was self-employed by the time I was 27. So these things just helped me keep moving forward in life. I didn't feel that the gifts and the help were were what I had to accept, where my parents are like that. Well, we gave you that. That should have been enough. No way. And it's so funny because my dad's an entrepreneur. Like, why would you think it would be enough? Don't you want me to succeed? Don't you want me to succeed past you? But I don't have parents like that. They're very old generation. And they truly believe a leopard never changes its spots. That all our mistakes should be held against us. Oh, what a terrible thing. <laughs> what a terrible attitude. So please don't think that way about yourself. And for the love of all that's holy, do not put that on your children. I want my granddaughter. We had a little chat this past weekend because um, she did come and see us even though Grandma was sad and we took her out for the day out of the home away from everything to be distracted. And I got talking to her uh, about school because she has some really badly behaved children in the school. Our school system needs to be burnt to the ground. I do not know how one or two kids that are behaving so pathetically can disrupt 30 other kids and we have no legal right to discipline them, send them home, remove them from the situation so that 28 other children can't learn. 
we are so ass backwards, it's not even funny. But that's what's going on in the school system. The teachers and the principals can do nothing about problem children any longer. They can't. And the parents are doing nothing. So it's really very sad. So one of the things I wanted to, I try and teach my granddaughter is that we do not buy into that behavior and that she needs to learn to think for herself. I want her to be in school to learn, but schools do not teach us to learn to think. They just teach us, they just teach us to learn. Well, I want her to learn to think, take this information all in, make deductions of your own and do not buy into the lowest common denominator. I want her to be more than that. I want her to know that leopards can change their spots. Well, maybe they can't, but she can. Maybe a leopard in the wild, those spots are always there. I just hate that saying with a passion because my parents used it all the time with me growing up. And like I say, huge limiting belief. The only reason we as humans exist is to change our spots, is to become and to grow. And so this, I've really, I mentioned this in, in the dog podcast, but most of you will not listen to that. So I'll repeat it now was, this was a learning experience for me. And the, one of the things that really got me through the first few days of just hysterical grief, I was really inconsolable. My, uh, my husband did have to medicate me at night uh, because I, I wouldn't have slept. I, I was just a mess. And because I had regret. I had regret, which, you know, this podcast is about not living in regret. And I had guilt and I missed her so much. My grief was overwhelming. But the lesson even through it, even though I knew I was carrying on and couldn't control my emotional response, in the back of my mind, my subconscious kept saying, you just need to learn from this. And then you're going to podcast about it and help someone else get through this. Just remember, this is a lesson. It's a lesson. It's a lesson. Even though for days I bought into, this was my fault, my guilt over my husband. I did the wrong thing. No, not for Kaya. I didn't. I really didn't. And the fact that she had the most amazing last day, she was happy and bright and went for three walks. She never goes for three walks. She can barely make it around the neighborhood. Visited everybody to say goodbye and just gave me joy right to the very last second when she looked, laid in my lap and looked at me. And as she was dying, put her hand on my chest. Now here's something I should tell you about perspective. When Kaya put her hand on my chest and gasped her last breath, that was so comforting for me. The girls in the vet were all like, oh my gosh, they almost never do that. She reached out to me. It's okay, mom. Talking to my husband four days later, or yeah, uh, in the evening over dinner where we finally sat down to dinner again and I was calmer, he said, you know what? I'm glad you're feeling better because now I can start grieving. He spent three days holding me together, comforting me, holding the space so that I could just keep one foot in front of the other. And, and I'm so grateful for that. But he said, I can start, I can start grieving now. So he was having a glass or two or three of wine and just wanted to talk. And one of the things he said was, we got talking about the event. Now we're just kind of, now we just need to kind of talk through it. And he needed that. That upset him when Kaya reached for me, because in his mind, she was, his mind, whatever was going on in his mind was like, Oh my goodness, she's begging us not to let her go. Talk about two completely different reactions to the exact same stimuli. 
So do you see when I talk so much, and I know I do, I've definitely done a lot of this the last few months when I talk about how we're all just living in our own movie and what we see on the screen is only our experience. If we walk into the next movie theater and our parent or a friend or a spouse or a child is sitting watching the exact same movie, the exact same events, their story will look completely different than the movie we were watching in our movie theater. Completely different. I love that analogy. I can't even remember. If I, I'd give credit to whoever, whoever I read or heard it from. I'm sorry, but I don't remember. But um, that's, that's how it works. And so for him, that, was, that upset him when she gasped the last couple of times. The vets say it's very normal and it happens a lot with dogs that are very well loved. She says lots of times their heart stops and then they take a few more breaths. And, you know, to me, I think just the body's mechanical and it just hadn't quite fully shut down. But the vets say it's, they, they keep doing research and they're just, they don't know why. But she did. Her lungs gassed a few more times. But she didn't just gas the first time. She gasped and lifted both her paws. One went on my thigh. One went right on my chest. And it was so comforting. And yet my husband was devastated by it. He was like, I just knew then we made a mistake and she didn't want to go. I'm like, no, honey, that's not what she was saying at all. So always think about that when you're thinking about things in your life that your perspective is going to be very different from someone else's. So definitely communicate. My regret in this situation uh, was not putting her down now because honestly, I've had days now to realize how in pain she was and how I was unaware of it. And maybe even a little bit now that I'm not in so much pain thinking, was I just reflecting that back? Like I have been so bad that it's been like I was the first year I had fibro, except my mind was clearer. Uh, when I first got sick, I couldn't hold a thought. I couldn't work. It was awful. Uh, but my body, I've just been powering through. So that's really kind of changed my perspective on things. Going through this, though, my regret was about my husband. That I didn't, as the communicator in the, in the relationship, stop and really make sure that he was okay with the decision, that he was on board, either answer his concerns, talk him around. But I didn't even do that. I just put my foot down. Um, or have given him two more weeks. Just medicate the dog. She had gone this long. Um, it may have been, maybe people might say that's so unfair, but you know what? She was happy at least. And she just wanted to be with me. Uh, I could have medicated her very heavily to help with that pain for two weeks and let Keith have his time. And then, and then planned the two weeks, made sure that we as a couple took her out for her walk at night. I mean, I got him off the couch and said, you don't get to sit there while I walk or you're coming with me. This is her last two weeks. Like really drive it all kind of home for him <laughs> that this is was coming to an end. Um, that's where my regret lies. And in all fairness still, I suppose that's really not mine to take on. Uh, uh, however, that's just sort of how I'm wired. So we were that rock steady energy energy for her in this house and she was our baby girl that gave unconditional love but she needed to move on we are people that just need to learn lessons moving forward also if you are learning a lesson do not get stuck in it like i did for a few days just just don't i have a i still have a lot of grieving to do this is not like this is oh five days i'm better i'm not this is going to be a process what I am aware of and sharing with you is to trust the process and that you will come through on the other side of it. I had a broken heart once so bad that I didn't think I was going to live through it. And I, that passed, that pain passed. <laughs> and I know this will too. I will always miss her. And I need to make sure I don't make any rash decisions because right now, let me tell you, we should go look for a puppy. No, no, we shouldn't. 
I have, we have a different life now. We're older. We like to travel more. Before we had vacation homes that she just, that were investments and, and, and one wasn't, one was just a fun, excuse me, a fun place. And she just, they were all waterfronts and she just loved all of them. I mean, she just had this amazing life in our life, but that's not our life anymore. Those homes are all gone now. We just have our main home in our neighborhood and we travel, we go on cruises and I want to travel with my speaking business and uh, get my book finished. And all of these distractions that were caused by her ill health are gone and I need to honor that and now accomplish what I promised I would accomplish. Uh, so I don't want another puppy. I don't need another baby to raise right now. I have a nine-year-old granddaughter and I'd rather focus on doing things with her and having that free time and that focus with her. But it's very tempting because I love dogs. I love dogs. Uh, I was at the vet dropping off a thank you and bringing some of her things to say, hey, can you guys use these? Can you donate them? Everything's clean. Uh, her big beds, friends in the neighborhood, they were, everything was washed and they all took took her. She's got this like this couch. <laughs> I bought, two years ago when we renovated upstairs and, and sent the, gave the renters their notice and moved up into the bright part of the house and renovated, uh, I, I would, at Costco they had these gorgeous uh, big dog beds with a bolster across the back and the side. They were like a couch and it matched her furniture. It was awesome and she loved it. Well, my neighbor's dog who has arthritis, she's enjoying that. He's enjoying that right now. So I took out all the things that were visual reminders and moved some things around, put a plant in a place, you know, where her bed always sat. So I wasn't sad every time I looked at that vacant spot and, and let my husband talk. It's just a process. Work through it. Give yourself a fighting chance. I put an ad or an ad, sorry, I put a post on Instagram a, a month or so ago that a Jim, it's a Jim Carrey one that talks about depression. He goes, I, you know, I realize depression is real, but if you don't, eat well, sleep well, go walk in the sunshine. You are not giving yourself a fighting chance. That is true for everything in our lives, including getting your ego in check, in learning lessons, in learning to communicate with your spouse or those around you. These are lessons. We need to work through them. Know that, know, know in yourself, you will come out the other side and learn the lesson. Don't you, has anybody ever, like when you were younger, prayed for patience and then everything in life went to hell in a handbasket? Well, that's what you asked for. You asked for patience and God doesn't just give it to you. He gives you circumstances to teach you the patience. Another great one that I'm going to post this week. I uh, can't remember who did, just posted it out there, but I'm going to, re, I reposted it. Was, you know, God gives us the, the eggs, the butter, the flour, the salt, uh, and whatever to make a cake and we bitch about the fact that he didn't supply the cake. He's not giving you the iced cake on your counter. That isn't how the universe works. We are given the tools and the circumstances that we open ourselves up to in order to teach us and give us the tools we need to live better, more fulfilling lives. And this unfortunately, well maybe not unfortunately, but for me it's just because it's so sad, was my lesson. And there's not a chance in life that I'm going to dishonor all of this and the memory of my fantastic puppy by not learning the lesson. I hope this helps everyone. Remember, your ego is just your worst enemy hiding in plain sight. Get it in check and uh, keep it healthy. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. You can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. 
If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through Shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan. <laughs>